Welcome to the Macros for Life podcast, where we talk all things macros, business, and marriage. We're your hosts, Eve and Randall Guzman. Visit our website at www.gtransformationacademy.com, where you can download our free How to Track Macros guide. This guide has helped over 15,000 people start their macro tracking journey. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Macros for Life podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about, do you think you're too good to hire a coach? And why is that? Do you think some people feel a little triggered? (laughs) Should. They should feel triggered. I mean, it's definitely a triggering situation. I mean, I've, I've been there where I thought that I was too good to hire a coach because I thought I knew everything already. Yeah, we've had some deep conversations about that. I'm like, just hire a coach. You're like, man, I hire no coach. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's definitely, you know, it, it's a thing. I mean, it's a, especially with men because we feel like we can do so many things on our own. And because I've accomplished a lot of, um, a large portion of my weight loss without a coach, then I felt like I never needed a coach. But it was other things that I needed a coach for, not necessarily the weight loss. That's true. I think that's a good point to bring up because I'm actually similar. Like I lost over a hundred pounds and never had a coach until like I was talking about the fact that I had lost so much weight. Like I didn't hire my first coach till 2015, I think. And it was straight into a figure competition. Like it wasn't even like a regular coach. If you want to call a coach, a regular coach for just strength or for fat loss, it was like going in to compete. So it was a competing coach. Um, So I definitely know what you mean. And I can definitely say as your wife that I am proud of you, that you got out of that mindset and you hired yourself a damn coach. (laughs) Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, right? You got to swallow your pride and, and make the right decision, not the not the uh, decision that you've been making so you can feel better about what you've been doing, right? But, I mean, the other thing, another thing is some people have been burnt by coaches. Like you said, you hired a coach when you competed. I hired a coach when I first started um, on my weight loss journey, and it negatively affected, affected my um, my metabolism because you know, like I know he had me eating basically nothing. So I lost my weight real quick and then hit a plateau. So then I had to work my way through that plateau. And then I found out that I wasn't really eating what I thought I was eating as far as uh, macro calculations, because back then we didn't really know how to count our macros. We kind of did meal plans, which is why you also need to know how to count macros. Right. So hit us up for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we're going to have to have a second podcast on like how to find a good coach. For sure. For sure. This Uh one is like, it's definitely something that a lot of people need to get past first because they have, I mean, they have a big ego um, because people think that hiring a coach is like admitting that you don't know how to do things. And it's exactly not that it's not that you don't know how to do things. It's really usually because you do know how to do things, but you need the accountability and support to make the best decisions to get to those goals and actually hit those like intended goals or plans. For sure, for sure. For sure, it has nothing to do with your knowledge base. Um, 
I won't say it has nothing to do with it because when you're new, of course, you need someone to teach you. But even when you know what to do, like I can count macros all day long. But like you said, you have those accountability issues. You have support. You have learning new things from anyone else. So you have all those things that fall into place when you hire a coach. Um, and I mean, it's 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 something that, you know, that we need at times, especially to support people. People ask me all the time, like, why don't I hire you? <laughs> oh, Oh. Yeah, yeah, we've tried that. Been there, done that. It's different. Yeah. We do have a support level for each other, but it's different than what it is like for a coach. For sure, for sure, definitely. For me, swallowing my pride in hiring the coach. Like, I mean, hiring the coach before that was different, but now where I'm at, where I'm able to actually coach people and still hiring a coach for me has actually like been one of the best moves that I've made, you know, lately. I mean, my coach, I shout out to Hannah. Shout out to Hannah. She 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 dope with it. But my coach has taught me so much and then she's put a lot of structure in my life. Not to mention when I hired her, my back was messed up and I was just, you know, I'm out here doing strongman lifts and she built my programs in a way that I was able to rehab my back and my back feels great now. So even things like that that you don't even think about that you could get from you know hiring a coach um just different aspects and different training like she has a lot more training with that in that uh in that area than I had so she was able to help me out there Mm -hmm. and so if y'all listening and you guys are a coach coaches need coaches too so this just this isn't just for you know everyday people that aren't coaches that have done a lot of like self-study and learning about um nutrition and fitness and strength training and things like that like at some point, everyone should have a coach. Like all the coaches on our team have had coaches at some point, if not currently having one. And it's been really, really, um, it's been really, really effective in the progress that they've had. So let's talk about accountability and the difference of accountability when you have a coach versus your you not having a coach so like I said in the beginning of the podcast like you're usually hiring a coach for accountability because you know a lot of things you've probably done a lot of diets you maybe you've done a lot of lifting programs and things by yourself but the accountability is going to replace all of the information that's out there. Like there's so much information. You don't always need to be hiring a coach to get more information. You need the follow through to make sure you're actually doing the thing. Because all of us can sit down and go, here is my 2000 calorie um, goal that I want to hit. The macros are 150 protein, 180 carbs, 70 fat. I'm just making up those numbers, you guys. But what happens on day one when you're supposed to be hitting those macros, doing the four to five lifting days per week, are you showing up and getting it done? For sure. For sure. Accountability is huge, right? Even from the standpoint where we push people to have accountability partners, um, it's just it's so it's so big because like if if you're going out to eat, sometimes you look at it like I look at it. I'll take I take myself. Like maybe I'll say today, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go over my macros today um, because I want to go out to eat. Like, nobody, if nobody's there to check me, I could do that three, four, five days in a row. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. if somebody's there to check me, you kind of thinking about that in your head. Like I have to, you know, I have to tell my coach that I messed up. And not only did I mess up one day, I messed up all week. So now when my weight is up or when I'm not hitting my goals, like I'm supposed to, she's going to look at that and she's going to look at that for what it is. She's going to look at that data and break it down and spit it back out to me and let me know why I'm not hitting my goals instead of me lying to myself, telling me myself, telling me that I've been doing the right thing all week and it's just not working, which we do often. But go ahead, go ahead. I'm just going to say, but like some, someone out there is saying, well, I do, I do it all this right. And I work out, you know, seven days a week, this, that, and other, yada, 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 yada. What do I need a coach for? And that's me. I was working out six or seven days a week and I needed to cut it down to five, six on, you know, six every now and again. That's another reason why having a coach was important because I was overtraining. And I wasn't giving my body enough time to rest. And I needed someone to hold me accountable to be like, hey, sometimes you got to, you got to, you know, sometimes you got to cut, cut some of those workouts out. Sometimes you need to rest your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the other things that people don't think about with the accountability is like, Yes, these are your goals and these are the goals that you've set for you, but you feel like I don't want to do the cheat days. I don't want to do the extra alcohol where I haven't decided with my coach that I'm not going to be doing this because you're also wanting to make them proud of you. Like you want them to be proud, like you're doing it for you, but you're also feeling like you're doing it for them because you feel like they are your partner in this and your goals are their goals. And so it's important when that check-in day comes around that you feel like you've stuck to all the things that you've said, not just for you, but also when you're building a good relationship with your coach, you're like, damn, I don't want to let my coach down. Not at all. Not at all. And you got somebody to celebrate you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that coach is actually going to celebrate you when you're hitting those milestones as well. So, you know, um, and and she's going to change up what you're eating, how you're working out based on what results you get in, it's more subjective instead of objective. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think people realize how much like the accountability piece turns into the support that is making sure that you're sticking to the plan and getting things done. I mean, other part of the support are going to be things like answering questions that you may have had on your own, but kind of brushed past. Um, Those could be things like, asking questions on support of, should I not be taking this supplement? Is this supplement beneficial? Um, Like you said, overtraining um, and them giving you the feedback and support of like, this is why we should be only lifting this many times of of the week. Um, But there's like support that you get from questions you ask. And then there's support that you get by not even asking anything because your coach is coming in and guiding and giving you support to make sure you're getting from point A to point B without taking as much time to get there because you're getting the support that you need. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, I mean, there's feelings there because your coach is going to have feelings for you, but it's not like the feelings you're going to have for yourself. Right. You know, when you, when you get on the scale and you up five pounds after you've had a cheat meal or 
you get on the scale and if you, I mean, some people are trying to, you know, gain weight. So you lost five pounds. Like if you have that coach there to balance you out, you're not going to go crazy and try to go to the gym and do something silly, like jump on the treadmill, you know, for two hours, five days in a row, which really doesn't work anyway. But you're not going to do those type of things, have those knee jerk reactions when you have a coach in your corner to help you out with it. So, I mean, those things are just as important as some of the knowledge based things, just the yep. behavior based, the behavior based portion of it is just as important as some of the uh, knowledge based portions of it. Yeah. And I think it's really important that earlier you said not seeing results. That's like a big thing that we get on our applications, a big thing that we get in the inbox um, of like my DMs and things like that. I'm not seeing results. I've done this since then. Um, like one of my most recent DMs was I've been in this deficit at such and such amount of calories since March. And I'm like, ooh, they've been like at it for a while. And so I asked more questions. And right away, when I was DMing back and forth with this person, I could immediately pinpoint in on where they were making a mistake. And it was because their calorie deficit wasn't big enough. And this is someone that has been working, I would say, roughly four months on their own. And what they thought was a cut, and they were seeing no results. And in less than two minutes, I figured out what the problem is. Their calorie range was too wide. Um, they hadn't appropriately calculated their maintenance calories or their basal metabolic rate with the amount of activity that they were doing. And it was something I could figure out in two minutes. But here, this person might have been thinking, something's wrong with me. Do I need to get lab work? Is it hormones? This is like a big thing for women. Is it hormones? And it was really some accountability, support, and education and tweaks to their plan. That's all that they needed. And so when you're not seeing results, people can do some crazy things. They can start doing things like two-a-days, and then they slash their calories another 300 calories per day. They're buying tons of lab testing that they don't necessarily need. They're thinking something's really wrong with them. I mean, they can be going off into the deep end and spending upwards in the th in thousands of dollars of things that they don't need and all they needed was accountability and support for someone to create a custom plan that actually worked right which is crazy right because you're just making a smaller problem bigger and bigger and bigger just because you don't have the right expertise looking at it mm -hmm. um, and that, i mean and that's real like you said that's real i mean you just got to think about the maintenance if like you said they had calculated calculated the maintenance portion wrong and you know if you stay in maintenance you know, months and months and months like you're supposed to, but you're doing it with the wrong calculations. Once you go back to cut, like that could kill your cut. Definitely. Definitely. Cut. So you may just be wasting time spinning your wheels. Mm -hmm. so you definitely sure. want to look at that. And coaching can also reduce stubbornness. <laughs> I'm laughing because as your wife, I've definitely seen some stubborn things. And then me too. Like when I wasn't strength training appropriately, I wanted to blame it on other stuff. It was me. Half mm -hmm. the time, y'all, we are the problem. Half For of the sure. time, the reason why we're not getting results is because we are the problem and we are making the decisions 
And not only does coaching reduce the decision-making process, because someone is deciding for you each week what direction to go, it reduces the stubbornness of you either not wanting to get uncomfortable to do something different, um, or it reduces the stubbornness of you getting ready to do something really stupid that's not going to even help you in the long run like doing a diet that you don't want to do. And I'm going to throw out some names and nobody get like all crazy and come to me in my DMs bashing me, but like trying things like the carnivore diet or going keto when you don't want to or juicing or doing a seven day water fast. Like it's probably something wrong in the strategy that you had for yourself. And we want you guys to work with a coach to reduce the stubbornness of doing stupid shit. That is not, that's just going to put you right back to where you started. They probably feel attacked. Cause I feel attacked over here. <laughs> I've done, done at least 75% of those, but we're not here to lie to anybody. We're here to get no, y'all to where y'all need to be. For sure, for sure. And the reason I'm not doing them now is because I have better effect. I mean, I've had better um, better experiences and I have better results actually working with a coach and um, counting macros and doing it the right way, taking my time with it instead of doing those crash diets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I've tried them. I've tried yep. them. Yeah. And as a result, you end up hitting your goals faster versus like spinning your wheels like I have done some stupid stuff in the past and I've looked up and I'm like nine months to a year is gone. Mm. And I could have already been at that goal. Like, I know you guys see those posts where it's like four months from now, where could you be when they show somebody's before and after I've seen people's posts and then read the captions of what they did. And it was like a solid plan. It was like the things that you think are too easy, like strength training four to five days per week, 10 K steps per week, hitting their fiber, hitting their protein, resting enough. They did that for, for four months. You guys, I've done some dumbass shit in the past. And a year later, I'm like, I'm in the same spot. Why didn't I just do what I knew I needed to do? But nope. I wanted to be stubborn and it took me even longer to hit my goals. That's what I was going to say. Stand power. Stand power. Mm. It's huge. Like with those diets, like, like you said, you've done some dumb diets. I've done even the seven day fast. Like I've done the seven day fast. I mean, I ate nothing for seven days. Just drank water and black coffee. And you remember it because you was mad at me the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I did lose like, I lost like, what did I lose? Like 13, 14 pounds. Yeah. Something like that in seven days. But I promise you, I promise you, as soon as I ate, like all, all of it came back like yep. immediately. So it was it was ineffective. And not only that, I lost a bunch of muscle during the seven day fast. So like when it came back, it didn't even look the way that it looked before it fell off. So, you know, like everything comes with a cost. You got to be responsible. The way you attack, the way you attack um, any kind of weight loss plan, muscle gain plan, you need to be responsible in it. Mm -hmm. For sure. And it takes time. It takes it time. Does. That's part of the discipline. That's part of the discipline. I mean, when someone sees you walking around, I seen a post or something that said, and when someone sees you walking around with a with a decent amount of muscle on your body, like it shows that discipline that you had. Mm -hmm. I love discipline.
I do. I think it's like one of the most attractive things and not in like, like a sexually attractive or they look good, but like, that is like attractive that someone can be so disciplined in all kinds of things. It can be um, in their job. It can be in religion. It can be with training, nutrition, like discipline, y'all. Like that is earned. It's definitely earned. You looking at me funny. I can tell you. Huh? It is. Discipline, discipline. is attractive. Yeah. It really is. It's like confidence. Mm-hmm. discipline and confidence like is, those sure. are like you work for that and other people I mean like people respect people who have discipline like they may not even agree I'm I'm definitely one of those people in the world world y'all that I agree to disagree I do mm-hmm. like if we don't like the same thing I'm not gonna like fight it out with you to make you be the wrong person I'm not gonna fight fight it out to make you do what I think you should do but if you have discipline in that thing, I can respect that. May not be for me, but like I can respect that you're disciplined in something that you truly stand for. I mean, as you should, the world is full of different opinions about things. Like you should respect other people's opinion about stuff and, and listen that listen to it. Like because that's how you learn new things and that's how you evolve. So that's like how you teach people is having that open mind to people with different opinions. But mm-hmm. like you said, I definitely respect discipline as well. And it's it's always more than one way to skin a cat. So if you're closed-minded and you're not listening to other people, like, I mean, you're probably, you're probably not very smart. No, but that kind of leads to the next smart. thing. Hiring a coach helps you learn new things because you learn from someone else's experience and education when it comes to science, nutrition, and fitness for you to be able to have a new outlook on a way of doing things. And that's because a lot of us can become set in doing things in one way, like two-a-day workouts, doing cardio six days a week. Um, li- like you were saying, lifting six, seven days a week and not resting, like you were overtraining. And by yeah. listening to another coach's perspective, it got you out of old habits into ones that would make you more successful. And when you work with a coach who's worked with tons and tons of people, they know what can work for you, still customized, um, but they can bring new ideas to you that can bring you to a new level of success. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. (laughs) You just made me think about it. I was overtraining and wasn't putting on any new muscle. I was. Yeah. Until I slowed down, mm-hmm. actually changed my workouts and changed my workout frequency, and everything everything decreased, and I put on more muscle immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've worked with other coaches when I've I've known a ton about the topic, but like I want to learn from them and then have them help me. Like right now I'm in the process of working with a gut health coach because I'm trying to figure out um, like the root cause of my psoriasis. And I'm like here to fully learn. Like I am here to be a student, even though I know things, but like that is that coach's specialty. And I'm just handing over the reins because I want to be successful and I don't want myself getting in the way. For sure, for sure. And you definitely can get in your own way. Mm hmm. Oh, my God. That's like back to being like so stubborn. So stubborn. Speaking of stubbornness, the biggest thing that I would probably 
I'm trying to think this is the biggest. Maybe, maybe number one is the accountability to actually do what you say that you're going to do. But I would say my next thing, number two, the reason why you should stop thinking that you're too good to hire a coach and actually hire a coach is to get past being subjective in your results and in your plan and have a coach be objective um, so that you're getting a different outlook. And so subjective basically means that you're really using your own personal perspective and feelings to make a decision. So like when you said earlier, like a weekend after cheating or something and drinking, your weight's up four to five pounds, subjectively, you'd be like, oh man, the scale weight has went up. I messed up. Let me restrict to get the weight back down. And then that might be a one hour and 15 minute cardio session that day. No carbs for the next three days. That's like you doing damage control because you're taking your personal feelings of, damn, I fucked up. Let me make this right into play. An objective type of look is going to look at the facts of, okay, why is the weight, the scale up five pounds? Probably extra sodium, um, extra alcohol, water retention, um, your movement might've been lower. Like if we get back to your normal macros and get back on track, the weight will probably drop naturally by, by, you know, four or five days later, whatever. That's like being objective. And we get in our own way because we're only thinking about our feelings when we're on these plans that we're creating and coaching ourselves through. Yeah, you, you, you're exactly right. I mean, even if you just look at it this way, um, subjective versus objective, like you say, you had a long weekend, you've done this, you've done that, you up a couple pounds, you look at yourself in the mirror and you think that the world is ending, right? I mean, just, just compare it to body image issues right um a lot of us have body image issues i have body image issues so me coaching myself i'm i'm 75 80 percent of the time i'm going to be looking at myself like i didn't do i didn't do enough i don't look good enough because i wear a size 38 jeans right now and i wear an xl shirt a 2x slim so you got to think i used to wear a 48 i used to wear 48 jeans and I used to wear 5XTs. So it's nothing for me to go to a store and pick up a size 42 jeans and a 3X shirt or, you know, and then have to go in the dressing room and put it on. And it's like drowning me, like it's huge. So you got to think those same images are carrying themselves with me when I look in the mirror in the morning too sometimes. Like I can wake up feeling great. You know what I mean? But some days I can wake up feeling like, oh, man, I look like crap, especially if I ate something that I don't usually eat the day before. If I had a cheat meal or like right now, like I'm in a surplus. So those things can make you fall off or do extreme things if you don't have a coach in your corner that's checking you, telling you, oh, she looking at your progress pictures, telling you, oh, no, you look good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're right on track. So just keep doing what you're doing. Um, so even if you look at it from a body image standpoint, sometimes you can trick yourself into doing the wrong thing when you're coaching yourself. Yeah, you pointed out something huge because I'll do side-by-side -side photos of someone's progress and they're like, I don't see anything. And I'm like, are you kidding me? 
Mm -hmm. it's because there's just too much attachment to wanting to look better, faster, that people don't see, they don't see a lot of the changes that they've had in eight weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks. So like as coaches, we're zooming in and I'm like, look at your lats here versus the lats in the before photo. Look at your love handles. Like they're hanging over your pants. And now when you look at your shorts, like it's completely smooth. Look at the definition in like your clavicle line. Like look at the slimness in your cheeks. Look at the inflammation that's not in your face anymore. Even when you're waking up in the morning and most of us do have a slightly puffy face. Like look at the definition in your like thighs, your quads, hamstrings. People don't see that stuff because they're, they're just wanting to see, they want to look at a before and after picture of like three months and see 50 pounds down or something. They want to see it so drastic. They want to see a completely different person and they miss, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm interjecting real quick. Just to say people also like as a coach, when you say you objectively look at the before and after you're looking at the entire body. Yeah. When you're looking at yourself, you're looking at your problem area. Because mm-hmm. you're subjectively looking at the picture. So you, you're you missing all the gains in other places, but you're just looking at if your problem area is your thighs or mm-hmm. if your problem area is your belly, like that's where you're paying attention to. So you may miss the progress because you're so zoned in on your problem area. Yeah. That's why as a coach, when I like put the before and afters together, if if the client hasn't already seen it, I immediately give feedback on what I see to almost like come in and like block all of the negative things that they're thinking and present them with everything that I can see. Cause I don't always know what the problem spot is. Like some people will put in their application, like, yeah, I want to like, you know, slim down my midsection, but I don't know if they're like always looking at like skin on their arms. I don't know if they're always looking at what they call like uh, saddlebags or uh, love handles. I don't know, like the exact mm-hmm. pinpoint thing, unless they tell me, but you're right. People will zone in on the problem area or what they hate most and they see nothing else. Mm-hmm. And it's like negative Nancy. Yep. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. But yeah, like being a coach and, and really knowing um, like the, the anatomy of the body And also like pairing it with like knowing what types of workouts, strength training workouts you're doing and what you're working and improving on helps us to really key in quickly and see the difference in the transformation and other people can't see it. For sure. hundred percent. You almost have to be talked off a ledge constantly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and that's normal. So like, because people forget that the things that we think about ourselves are things that we make up in our head. Like thoughts Mm -hmm. are just that we create them. And a lot of people need a coach to remind them of like, what is like, what is true? Um, Like what is reality? And like, what are you just creating as negative thoughts and things that you're just making up? And so it can definitely make you have a more positive attitude and really start to respect and appreciate yourself more because you have someone that's actually telling you the truth. Yep. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because you don't go to the gym one day and and look great. And then the next day you look horrible. Right. It's all in your head. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's definitely true. Like when like when you said, like one day your body image is great and the next one is bad. 
Like mm -hmm. one missed workout is not going to make you fat. One, you know, extra serving of French fries that mm -hmm. you tracked or didn't track is not going to make you gain weight. It's like the things that we do collectively over time, but we let our thoughts about wanting to be better, look better, whatever it is, get in the way. And that can really hold us back. But having a coach can definitely make us more level-headed. For sure. For sure. Well, hopefully a lot of the stuff that we talked about today, you guys, um, has really helped change your perspective on what coaching can actually do for you. Like I said, it's not because you don't know how to do things, but it's really because you need accountability, support, and action plan. You want to get to the goals faster. You want to learn. And at the end of the day, you like really want to see results doing it with someone else, opposed to maybe when you weren't getting results doing it solo. Um, if any of this stuff really stood out for you, feel free to DM us at the Macros for Life podcast Instagram page, or you can shoot us an email. And if you are someone that is like, you know what, I actually need this type of support, we definitely offer this. So just go ahead and take a link in the show notes. If you're looking for a coach, we have an awesome team that has over 30 years of experience in science, nutrition, personal training and medicine. And we're here to help you guys out if you need it. For sure. For sure. We're here to help. Make sure before you DM us, you like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And as always, we appreciate y'all listening and we'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Make sure you like, share, and tag us on Instagram. Also, subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes. In the meantime, be healthy and get wealthy.